1: to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Your inside look into the world of boxing and mixed martial arts. Yes, my name is Pedro Fernandez. I am the reigning, the defending, the undisputed heavyweight champion of the radio airways, having defended that title now for better than three decades. And straight up today, we're talking with the godfather of the HBO grills, right? The retired Larry Merchant in the house. We're talking Manny Pacquiao. The big win over Chris Algieri over in Macau. We're going to talk about that. We'll talk about next week's card on HBO, of course. Lots of stuff to talk about always with the Hall of Famer himself, Mr. Larry Merchant. We'll also spend some time with platinum recording artist Lenny Williams. We'll talk boxing with Lenny about 20 minutes, about 40 minutes past the hour. About 20 minutes past the hour, I may have a surprise guest. I am on the line trying to secure him as I speak. But straight up, we've got two hours of combat sports on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. The first hour, we talked boxing, hour number two. USC Fight Night. That's right. Frankie Edgar back in the mix at 145 pounds. Of course, the former lightweight champion, 155-pound champion, now campaigning at 145 and looking good last night against Cub Swanson. Straight up, pretty good night of MMA, pretty good night of boxing. Of course, coming up next week, you've got HBO Boxing After Dark. Man, I mean, a young man, Terrence Crawford, unbeaten out of Omaha, Nebraska. You know, that boxing hotbed, that boxing capital. Who ever heard of Omaha before? Last time I heard of Omaha, some lady on Sun World Airlines back in the 80s told me, I'll give you a free round trip to Omaha. Where? Omaha. Yeah, right, lady. It's Omaha. Bottom line is this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, the iHeart Radio Network, and Sirius XM Satellite Radio.
2: Who did you let down today? Your wife? Your kids? Well, how about yourself? Let us help you break your addiction to drug and alcohol before it's too late. This call is completely confidential and free. So if you have private insurance, take five minutes of your time. Call right now. I promise it'll change your life. 866-490-3992. 866-490-3992. 866-490-3992. 866-490-3992.
0: Down goes Frazier! Down goes Frazier! Down goes Frazier! The
3: heavyweight champion is taking the mandatory eight count and Foreman is as poised
0: as can be! Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. After a game,
4: he always made sure we had a couple extra beers.
1: Check it, 12 minutes past the hour. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, the I Radio Network, and, of course, Sirius XM Satellite Radio. Straight up, if you haven't downloaded the iHeartRadio app yet, what are you waiting for? You can download the uh, app and take Ring Talk anywhere you go, on your smartphone or your, your tablet. You can listen to us online. We do three hours of live radio, and, of course, those three hours are converted to three hours of archive radio at the iHeartRadio.com website as well. So Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Heart Radio hand-in-hand, in hand, going into the 21st century. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, the longest-running fight show in history. We are blessed with the presence of the Hall of Famer himself, Mr. Larry Merchant. Larry, a very good morning to you, sir. And to you, Pedro. Okay, Manny Pacquiao, still the king of the Philippines. I guess he bounced uh, uh, Chris Algieri around like a, like a basketball last night in Macau. Well,
5: uh, I think in uh, boxing terms, uh, Manny is king of the world. He's probably had... Uh, the most profound influence on a country and, and internationally of any uh, prize prizefighter uh, since Muhammad Ali, in you, my humble judgment.
1: You know, Larry, you're echoed my exact thoughts because I wrote that article like about a year, a year and a half ago. I thought he was like, I mean, he's done more for the game. I mean, he, he's, he's made it an international thing. And Floyd's not an international guy. I don't know too many people. When I go abroad...
5: Well, boxing people... You know, no Floyd Mayweather. He, he's the, he's the best-known, certainly, uh, fighter in America where the biggest marketplace for boxing is, um, even if boxing is not what it once was. But the impact of, uh, of Pacquiao is hard to measure. You know, I think, for example, that countries like Russia and China, which used to have... Uh, especially Russia the, uh, boxing programs to win medals to bring glory to their countries by going to Olympics. That when they see what Manny Pacquiao has done for the Philippines uh, and uh, internally and externally, um, I think that influenced how they the russians for example suddenly um started turning pro and 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 now they're fighting in america and elsewhere uh china is at the early stages of, of of a new boxer rebellion um that's the the worldwide impact of uh this little guy i think
1: when i met him in 2001 he had one jogging suit to his name he hung it in the uh And the the shower at the Holiday Inn, I think, on A Street here in the city between Mission and Market. But those were the days back in 2001 when, of course, Manny Pacquiao was going to take on the, the dirtiest man in the game, Agapito Sanchez. Remember that? Sanchez did everything he could to foul him up that night.
5: Yeah, and he he did foul up the fight. There's no doubt about that, and he just got disqualified, if I remember
1: correctly. He did. Now let's let's talk about kings. We talked about the king, of course, Manny Pacquiao, the king of China, still unbeaten. I'm talking about Zhou Schming, of course, now six and one KO. Can you name the guy? Can you can you pronounce the name of the guy that he fought last night, Larry? No chance. No, I mean, Larry. Wait, wait. <laughs> let me tell me, folks. It's like Kwanjiput, Put thirteen Rion Express, something like that, close to it.
6: That's um, as close you know, as I get. I don't get. want
5: to be um, um, phobic about uh, Western <laughs> Western names, um, but you know, we've we've seen this uh, movie before with uh, fighters that uh, come from Thailand, where boxing is. Uh, popular, not just Muay Thai, but uh, Western style boxing.
1: Do you remember the late, uh, they, well, he isn't late yet, but Malcolm Flash Gordon, we used to call the Korean fighters when they used to come over here. He used to call him Piece of Spit, but he used to use another word there. You remember, remember Malcolm? Uh, yes. What a character, huh? Sure. Well,.
5: He- Uh, No shortage of characters in boxing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about Malcolm Flash. Gordon used to run something called uh, Tonight's Boxing Program, and he used to sell it outside the garden, and it went subscription, and the late Jack Fist turned me on to that. Now, Larry... I know you didn't see this, but I did because I was watching TV all day yesterday. I watched 11 hours of boxing, so I was, like, out of my mind. I don't want to see another fight again for like until next week. Um, but the bottom line is this kid from England, I'm talking about Anthony Joshua, 10-0, 10 knockouts now. He's 6'7". Larry, I, I think he may have more potential than, than Deontay Wilder. I mean, he looks like the real deal to me. I, I, I'm sort of sealed on this guy, right? Only 10 fights.
5: Well, uh, and he won an Olympic gold, right? Yep. So uh, we know he has uh, a good uh, amateur foundation. Um, I have not laid eyes on him. I've heard of him. You know, uh, I get the boxing news, a a weekly ring magazine, Mm -hmm. in effect, uh, from uh, Britain, which shows how alive and well uh, boxing is in the place where
1: it originated. Do you know why it is, Larry, is that people like 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 Frank Warren and Barry Hearn and these guys, they invested in their amateur program. They 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 look to the amateur there program,
5: amateur, um, um, local, regional titles. It's deeply embedded in the in the in the British uh, culture. Um, you know, it's it's certainly not as big as soccer, but they don't. You know, they don't have, as in, in America, uh, so many other games that have um, uh, taken over the, the sports pages. Um, uh, just as uh, you mentioned this, I'm sitting in my uh, office, and I have a, a poster on the wall. And it comes from the Royal Academy of Arts, which is on Piccadilly in London. And it's this is an, um, an art museum, and how uh, the billing is the battle of the heavyweights: August the Chisel Roldan against Pablo the Palette Picasso. So that's how they they were marketing a new art show in London.
1: Hmm. Very interesting. Let's go back to Zhu Schmink for a bit for a bit. You are high on him early on coming out of the Olympics. I know you televised several of his fights. You still high on him?
5: Um I don't know what to think. High depends on, you know, what we're talking about and I'm not um all that familiar with the little guys in 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 the sport. Um, he's become a professional fighter. Um He's been successful. Um, His importance is way beyond boxing. If he's uh, been the the, the straw that stirs the boxing drink in a nation of a a billion, 300 million people, uh, if he's the reason they're starting to watch boxing and, and even teach boxing in middle schools, which I've seen in a documentary... His importance goes way beyond what he's actually doing in the ring, but uh, when a guy is is that visible, that early, he puts himself under the microscope, and it's and it's part of the deal that we're going to examine just how good he is. He's had now six professional fights, uh, one stoppage. I think because he's thirty two, going on thirty three. Uh, his next fighter, the one after that, may be for some some kind of uh, title. Um, and we'll see, um, you know, what the next couple of years uh, hold. I mean, I don't think he's um, uh, going to be a worldwide uh, star like Pacquiao, but a uh, billion, 300 million people like him.
1: Good enough, Godfather. One more thing before I let you go. Now, this guy that fought um, Schming last night was 27-0. Did you and I fight him 27 different times or what?
5: (laughs) Well, listen, there are cab drivers in every country.
1: (laughs) (laughs) With that, I will let you go. You are the great one. The Godfather himself, Larry Merchant. Larry, have a wonderful Sunday. I shall talk to you soon. Thank you for your time, sir. Same to you, Pedro. The great Larry Merchant. What more can I say? I am honored to have him in on each and every time that I do. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of boxing this hour. Next hour, we talk MMA, USC, Bellator, and more on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, the iHeart Radio Network, and Sirius XM Satellite Radio.
4: Do you
7: know which investment has tripled in price since the debt crisis and risen an average 20% a year for 11 years? It's not stocks, not bonds. It's silver. And right now, we at Lear Capital believe silver is poised to hit new record highs. And we're making it easier to own than ever. For a limited time, new customers with $5,000 or more to invest in gold or silver can get up to 10 certified Morgan Silver Dollars absolutely free. That's right, up to 10 100-year-old Morgan Silver Dollars when you invest $5,000 or more, a $600 value free. This offer is available for IRA
2: accounts as well. Call right now, 800 631 9229 800-631-9229, 800-631-9229. Call Lear Capital now, 800-631-9229.
7: This family is at home. your process, lower your monthly mortgage payments, save your home and your credit. But you must act now. Call 800-274-7312. 800-274-7312. Not available in all states. Hayden, non-attorney spokesperson. Come on
5: sit down. Yeah. The fight's about to start. Yeah. Uh, you want a cold beer? Hey, that would be nice. Yeah. Uh, would you mind getting us a cup of beer, son? Hey, ready? why do you want to try some of these uh, horse divers?
0: Well, if they know he's going to be a fighter, why they name him
6: Jesus? <laughs> how did his parents know when he was born that he was going to be a fighter? Yeah, friend. maybe they thought he was going to be a carpenter.
3: <laughs> Look at that left hook. I bet you won't know how to grow that spot again. Get up, Roach. Get up
5: before he step on you.
0: At home, we are bored. You ought to see the Fergusons go at it. They fight a lot, huh? All the time. She picked up a glass
5: one time and threw it at him and broke all his teeth. Greedy, how could she break all of his teeth? His teeth were in the glass.
0: Now more ring
1: talk with Pedro Fernandez. 26 and make it 27 minutes past the hour with these smooth sounds of the late Christopher Wallace, a.k.a. Biggie Smalls. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide in the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, the I Radio Network, Sirius XM Satellite Radio, and, of course, the American Forces Network. Now, let's go through the results. Manny Pacquiao, now 57-5-2, two thirty eight. wax Of course, a unanimous win over Chris Algieri. Algieri, now 21 out of upstate New York, 20 eight KOs he was down six times. The scores one nineteen one oh three and one twenty one oh two. Wow, one nineteen one oh three twice. Of course the Manny Show is back on the uh no question about it. Now, Manny and Floyd Mayweather, and Manny was beating the drum last night for Floyd Mayweather, but I don't know. I think I'd have to get almost get like boxing Viagra to watch those guys fight now because they're at such an advanced age. I mean, Manny Pacquiao is going to be 36. Floyd Mayweather is 36. I mean, come on. These guys are getting old. Who wants to see the geezers at Caesars? We saw that fight once when Jerry Cooney and George Foreman went at it back in the day. We don't need to see it again, do we? Do you really want to see that fight? I mean, let me know. Ring talk, one word: R I N G T A L K. Ring talk at yahoo dot com. Drop me an email. Is that fight really on the plate? Is that something you really want to see? Anyway, former two time Olympic champion, W B O one hundred twenty six pound guy. I'm talking about Vasily Lomachenko, a guy that I destined for greatness. Now three and one, one KO, unanimous winner over twelve rounds over a guy by the name of uh uh. Karana this that's his last name. I'm not going to go into his first name. Chana Stan, something like that. Anyway, 52-2, 33 KOs, one knockdown in 12 rounds of domination. Scores of 120-107 across the board. As I said, the king of China, still unbeaten, Zhou Shming. I don't think much of him. 6-0, one KO. Larry Merchant sort of backed off his endorsement of the guy. Of course, two-time Olympic gold medalist, but one of the gold medals was like a gift. A gift, I mean, like a gift, like a welfare check on the first straight up. He didn't deserve it, but he got it. Two-time Olympic champion, now the king of China and the king of, of boxing in, in the Orient. I mean, I'm telling you, people tune in to see this guy. They want to see him. You've got a bit like Larry Merchant. Said, There's a billion, 300 million people that tune in to see this guy on television. They're watching him. They're watching him. They're loving him. They think he's the next best thing, you know, since Muhammad Ali. They really do. I mean, his moves, I think he's got these slick moves, and he's a supreme boxer in their mind, and he's just like, he's the cat's meow. Yeah, until he fights somebody that can fight. Then he gets licked like a stamp. But He's still unbeaten as I speak, 6-0, 1-KO. Probably pulled down better than a million dollars for the fight on Saturday night. The guy that he fought, as I said, uh, Quan Chai, 13, Rihanna Express, something like that. Anyway, 27, 1 and 2, 12 KOs. 27 guys that he beat previously were myself 27 times. I mean, that's how bad his opponents must have been, because he couldn't spell fight if you laid it out there on a the chalkboard for him. Uh, four knockdowns, uh, by the power of Short zoo. That's right. I mean, the, the Chinese guy actually knocked somebody down. He's only got one knock. I can't punch. Can't punch his way out of a paper bag. A lot of times... He'll fight with, like, both feet side by side. Big mistake. You get caught with a—you get clipped with a good shot. You're going down. You got no no base to set you up. So you always got to have that, that L stance. Always got to have that foot behind you, even if you're, even if you're on the ropes. You've got to have that foot behind you. You've got to have a base because if you get cracked, you've got to have that L stance going on because side by side, man, it ain't working. Okay, and the Zushming, I think he's about to get exposed. I don't know how much more they can keep him unbeaten. Maybe they can run him to 10-0, and 12-0, but I just don't see him uh, running through the 112-pound division uh, he's now ranked uh, in the top 10 by the WBO, the World Boxing Organization, a sponsor of this show. In fact, for the latest in WBO news, you can go to WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com, the World Boxing Organization, a proud sponsor of Ring Talk Live Worldwide. But that was a 112-pound title eliminator last night, so he's going to fight for the title soon, and that's going to mean big bucks for Macau and China. And, of course, he was the, the co-feature last night. And I don't think he was worthy of being the co-feature, but when you draw those kind of numbers, I get. Yes, she can call those kind of shots. We go to Liverpool, the UK, the home of the Beatles, folks. Tony Ballou, split decision winner in 12 rounds over Nathan Clever. There was a WBO eliminator, a cruiserweight that's 200 pounds. It was a grudge, Matt, seeing uh, Clever, Cleverly beat him about three years ago. But these scores were 160, for Bulu and 150 113 for Bulu, and the other score had at 115 114 for Cleverly. Looks like Bellows going to beat Marco Huck, the WBO champion, who's a killer at 200 pounds. The only fight he's really lost, and he got ripped off in that one was against uh, was it Alexander Povetkin for the WBA title a couple of years ago. As I said, that heavyweight has the look, folks. I mean, he has the look. I'm talking about 2012, six foot seven, Olympic champ. Anthony Joshua, 10-0, 10, 10 walkouts. Blew out this, this old dude. I mean, the guy's older than dirt. Michael Sprout, like 42-23 and 23 with 17 knockouts. I mean, not a big puncher, but semi-durable. You know, he's lost a lot of fights, but he's one of those durable guys. He usually, he usually lasts a little bit. Well, didn't last very long last night, like 86 seconds. Man, he just got hammered. I like this kid's poise. I like his attitude. I like his moves. I like his power. I like his style. I like his ability. I like his reach. I like his size. I like everything about him. And unlike David Price... Uh, he hasn't been knocked out. David Price was another British heavyweight I was high on. Of course, he folded like a cheap pup tent. Of course, six foot seven, uh former amateur, got, got drilled not once but twice. Doesn't have a soft chin. He has a soft head. I'm talking about David Price. But David Price and Anthony Joshua, that's the fight they're talking about. Uh, Barry Hearn, at least the promoter of Anthony Joshua, is talking about that in the U.K. But Joshua now 10-0. Look out, Vladimir Klitschko, Deontay Wilde, Bermaine Stiverne, any of those guys, Bryant Jennings, straight up. This guy's coming after you, and I think he's the real deal. And guess what? It looks like the UK, where a boxing starter with the Marcus of Queensbury back in the day, back in the 1800s, that the heavyweight championship is going back to the UK very, very soon. Vladimir Klitschko, whether you want to give it up or whether you'll fight this guy, I think if he gets another eight or ten fights on under his belt, I mean, another 15, I think he'll be ready for anybody in the world, maybe sooner than that. But Anthony Joshua, I tend to know. Ten us a perfect-looking heavyweight, if there ever was one. Calvin Grove, take that back, not Calvin Grove, George Grove. Remember, George Grove's the twice-beaten uh, uh, Carl Froch victim. Now twenty-one and two, sixteen kills. Look, very ordinary in beating a guy, from Joysey yesterday, named Dennis Dolan. He was like mama's boy. He had his mother training him. He wasn't in very good shape, mom. I mean, come on. Well, my mother trained me, you know what my mother told me? My mother used to be my running coach, and she would drive the car and chain smoke as I drove, as I drove. I ran around the lakes up here in Lake Merced in San Francisco, and I would run up Skyline Boulevard and Westboro Boulevard and things like that straight uphill at night. So we ran distance in the daytime in the morning, and we ran uh, hills at night. So mom was a running coach, and she would be like honking the horn if I dogged it, this and that. And I remember one time I didn't want to jump rope after the... uh, After the two-and-a-half-mile run, which was like a a a mile-and-a-half uphill and then a mile uh, straight up on a sprint across Skyline Boulevard over into Pacifica, California, from south San Francisco. And one night, I didn't want to jump rope. She threw the rope out the window, and I was supposed to jump rope for 20 minutes. I didn't feel like she drove away. She says, you're not embarrassing me. She just drove away. So I had to beg for a phone call. I had to call a girlfriend, collect that night. No, those, those weren't the days of cell phones. But the bottom line is my mother was a tremendous force in my life as far as being a motivator. And the one time that I got my head handed to me in a fight that I should have won and, and a guy that I beat up on the gym several, several times. And Juan Rodriguez, yeah, Juan, that is your claim to fame, beating me. Um, I wasn't I, I, I didn't run doubles. I, I wasn't swimming. I mean, come on, I clowned this guy in the gym. There's no way he was going to beat me in a fight. But he did, so don't underestimate anybody. And guess what? If you're not scared of somebody, something's wrong going into a fight. Now, uh, Groves, Calvin, uh, George Groves, 21-2, and two, as I said, a winner over the 17-4, 10-KOs, TKO-7 over Joyce's Dennis Dauflin, who was trained by his mother. Sad, sad state. And guess what? Everybody's talking 168. Of course, I'm talking about James DeGaulle was the winner yesterday over the overrated Mexican Antonio Paraben. Paraben coming in at 20-2. and two, Hadn't won a fight in three fights with that draw. Um, straight up now 20-3, and TKO loser in three, Mm, James DeGaulle, 21-14 KOs. DeGaulle's looking good at 168. Everybody's talking smack at 168, but guess what? The guy that's missing in action, the world champion, 2004 Olympic gold medalist, Andre Ward. Andre, can you hear me? I'm yelling at you from across the pond. I'm in San Francisco. He's over there in Oakland. Brother, can you hear me? When are you going to fight? I mean, he hasn't fought since like... Like Ronald Reagan was president. It seems like it's been that long. Really. I mean, he's 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 31 years old now. Time is ticking. His prime is getting away from him. Andre Ward's going to be lost in his prime as far as has lost his prime because of the fact he's in these contractual disputes with his promoter who just passed away about a month ago and Dan Goosen. So I guess that's going to clear one way or the other. But the bottom line is wasted time, wasted talent. He's had some bad injuries, but man, Bad breaks, and some of those had to be caused by himself and his camp. Can't blame it all on everybody else. Straight up, Andre Ward, not the most active guy in the world, but 27-0, like 14 KLC, ranking world 168-pound champion. He'll beat Groves. He beat Frock twice. I mean, he beat Arthur Abraham. I mean, he beat them all. He's the real deal. Andre's the real deal. But guess what, Andre? In order to be the real deal, you have to, like, make your presence known in public at times. Like, in prize-fighting rings. We'd like to see you back in the ring real soon. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. little East Bay Soul here with Greg Adams, my man, eSpaceSoul.com. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, the iHeart Radio Network, and Sirius XM Satellite Radio. Next up, boxing extraordinaire, platinum recorder artist, Lenny Williams.
8: Attention catheter users. Stop reusing dirty catheters. Catheters are now disposable. Recent changes in Medicare now allow patients up to 200 disposable catheters a month all at little or no cost to you we bill medicare put an end to the mess and risk of infection by using old catheters just use a catheter once and throw it away eliminate trips to the pharmacy and insurance paperwork shipping is free If your dog suffers from sore joints, skin rash, or other
9: signs of aging, Doggevity is for you. It would get so bad that I'd have her out a block from the house and she couldn't even walk home.
3: When she was a young dog, her little hind quarter gave out on her. We took her to the veterinarian. They said that she would require surgery. When they're on the Doggevity, they seem like they get a whole nother gear out of themselves.
10: In my more than 30 years as a vet, I've never seen a supplement make such a difference in pet's
5: vitality and health. I mean, I saw immediate results. At age 14, she's she's like a little puppy.
9: My son-in-law told me about Doggevity. Within five days, it was like a miracle. Since Doggevity,
5: our game of tug of war is back on. To try
3: Doggevity today, visit doggevity.com. D-O-G-G-E-V-I-T-I dot com. Doggevity. D-O-G-G-E-V-I-T-I dot com. Call 855-543-8484. Eight five 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 four three eight four eight four.
0: with Pedro Fernandez.
5: I don't want to to predict this fight, but, you know, I'm going to promise that I I can give a good fight, you know, to to make people happy, and uh, I, I just do my best.
1: Check it. Forty minutes past the hour, that is the Tower of Power. Back from 1973, Don Kirschner's rock concert. The man singing lead is on the line from Northern California. Platinum recorder artist, is Mr. Lenny Williams. Lenny, how are you? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. How are you, Mr. Pedro? Pretty good, man. How's, how's the lovely wife, Debbie, doing? Oh, she's doing good. I just left church with her, and uh, so she's uh, she's all, all all ready to go. Got, you, me, uh, got, got me going to church, you know? Yeah, do you remember that gig, the Don Kirschner concert? Do you remember that? Of course. Hey, I could never forget that. That was great, yeah. I mean, with uh, Midnight Special, you guys were doing all that kind of stuff back in the day. What was that like? Were you like, on the road 24-7 back then or what?
3: Yeah, on the road 24-7. and I remember we did uh, with uh, Wolfman Jack, and that was the first time I ever rode in a helicopter was with Wolfman Jack. And I tell you, it was uh, quite an experience. I'd never been in a helicopter before. I, th- I thought I was uh, I said, "Man, wolfman uh, Our pictures will be in the paper tomorrow. We went down together, but uh it was, but obviously we made it to Tokyo.
1: Let me tell you the greatest Pedro Fernandez Muhammad Ali helicopter story. We're in Beijing. No, take it back. We're in uh, Hong Kong and we're going to Macau and you've got two ways to get to Macau. You can take a helicopter or you can take a, a helicoil, this like boat that floats on top of the water and goes across the water. That's like, takes like an hour to go that way if you go on the helicopter, it takes like 15 minutes. So anyway, this guy, I can't think of his name right now, Mark Edmund, something like that. He had just died. He was Donald Trump's boxing guy. He had just died in the Helicopter, And a few years before that, one of my ex-employers, Mr. Bill Graham, a guy that you know very well, promoter Bill right. Graham, he died in a helicopter crash. So I put up a protest. I told Ali's wife, there's no way I would allow Muhammad Ali or myself to get in a helicopter. It's too risky. It's too risky. Anyway, they were screaming and went back and forth. And we bought all these tickets, like 46 tickets to this helicopter, like two, be two different helicopters. And I got to promoter Harold Smith to cash the tickets back in. And we took a, bu- a boat because I, w- I was scared to death, Lenny. I'm just a big sissy when it comes to helicopters. As you can see.
3: <laughs> well, I tell you what, it was a, it was an experience. But I think just takes off and then it does all kind of weird things that you just aren't expecting. And I tell you, I was I was praying the whole way. If if, if it would have crashed, I was going straight to heaven. That's how I tell you all, all that praying I was doing.
1: Well, you know, it sort of scares me. Gary Powers flew the U two plane over Russia and went down and survived. Then he died in the helicopter crash here in the United States. So helicopters are not cool.
3: Exactly right. Yeah,
1: my sentiments exactly. Yeah. Okay, now I was talking with uh, with Larry Merchant recently about the 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 uh, the status of Joe Lewis. Did Joe Lewis do enough for black folks back in his day, or could he have done more? I mean, maybe I'm just pushing the envelope too much because I thought that you know, by him staying in in white hotels and and playing golf on white golf courses and not saying anything about the blacks, I just think that he sort of sold his people a little short. What do you think? Well, I don't know. I think just Joe Lewis just being himself,
3: you know, I mean, uh, you know, just, uh, fighting and, and all the hope and the joy that he gave to people, uh, you know, to, to black people and to, you know, to the country was, was enough. You know, I mean, because back in those days, you really, really couldn't push. I was just actually in Tuskegee, Alabama, a few weeks ago doing uh, your plan for the homecoming, and Joe Lewis kind of reminds me a little bit of Booker T. Washington. Booker T. Washington was a person that, uh, you know, brought a lot of hope and joy to, uh, you know, to, to black people in the United States, but he was a guy that didn't push, you know, and, uh, you know, unlike, uh, you know, other people, uh, and uh, so a lot of times, a lot of people, W.E. Du Bois was a more of a pusher, and Booker T. Washington was a guy kind of guy that just more or less just did his thing and, uh, you know, helped out in different ways. So, you know, it's, it's debatable, but I definitely think that Joe Lewis just brought a lot of hope and a lot of joy and, uh, you know, uh, to, to to black people and to the, to the country, for sure.
1: OK. And switching gears, uh, November 22nd, 1986, I am at the Las Vegas Hilton in Las Vegas, Nevada, of course, Mike Tyson challenging Trevor Burbick for the WBC heavyweight title. We're walking into the arena, and Red Fox is there. And Red Fox rolls up, and he, I say, t- hey, let's take a picture of Red. So I take a picture of Red, and guess what? Red's got cocaine hanging out of both nostrils and cocaine on his shirt. It was hysterical. This is the honest and god truth, but Red Fox, God bless his soul, man. That was him that day. He was going to the fights, and he was all tooted up. <laughs> he was like it. 75 then. Uh, I mean, it- at the end. Th- that was a thing to do
3: back in those days. You know what I mean? Now everybody's a little bit wiser, and uh, you know they know uh, you know that that stuff is not good for you. But uh, you know, uh, God bless Red Fox.
1: Okay, but back to 11-22-1986, Of course, Mike Tyson becoming heavyweight champion. I think Mike Tyson. You know, when we look back at the era of boxing, I think we've got his era. I think we've got mixed. Emotions, because yeah, he brought a lot of people to the dance with those quick knockouts, and but that's what sort of people expected. And when they went back to distance fights with Lennox Lewis and things like that, boxing fans weren't really enamored anymore. So, did Tyson, were they spoiled with Mike Tyson those quick knockouts? I think so. I mean, you know, everybody you know everybody loves the knockout. They like sensationalism,
3: you know. And uh, you know, boxing is is really the sweet science. You know, I mean, I used to love those. Uh, you know, those 15-round fights, you know, when people, you know, you your know, guys would slug it out, but then they'd box, and, you know, you'd watch a guy like Sugar Ray Robinson make people miss and dance around and, you know, get in and get out. And, uh, you know, so I think that people, you know, they uh, – I think that, that knockouts are made for television, you know, but, we, but, but, but for real boxing enthusiasts, uh, you know, you, you want to see a nice 8-, 9-, 10-round fight, and then finally maybe somebody gets knocked out or the, or the referee stops the fight.
1: I'm looking at a uh, DVD. It's called uh, I Am Ali, The Man Behind mm-hmm. the Legend, a um, an intimate look at Muhammad Ali, intimate portrait. I'm going to bring this with, with you for uh, when I see you next week, Lenny. But it's a brand-new DVD that's out, and Ali's been promoting it. <coughs> I had um, a couple of Ali's confidants on the show talking about it. But I Am Ali, I'll bring that to you next week. Muhammad Ali, when you look back, you know, I mean, Joe Lewis. He sort of, like, opened the door, and, and and he was coming after Jack Johnson. Was it the fact that Jack Johnson alienated so many people in this country that Joe Lewis had to keep a lower key? It,
3: it may have been, right? I mean, that, that's, a, that's a good perspective. I mean, Jack Johnson, I mean, he was the kind of guy that—I uh, mean, I love Jack Johnson, and I, and I love his persona. I mean, because why shouldn't he be able to do whatever he wants to do? That This is America, you know, and, you know, the land of the free and the home of the brave, you know. And, and, you know, this is what our country is about. It's about freedom, but people— you know, couldn't, you know, take, you know, him being extravagant. They couldn't take uh the fact of black guy being so extravagant, having, you know, great cars or uh, dating white women, you know. And uh, you know, we all know that the you know that you know that uh there was a lot of uh you know, uh sexual interaction going on between uh black women and, and white men. So but you know so but to me I thought that Jack Johnson Uh, He was kind of guy to push the envelope. I mean, I mean, he just tore open the envelope. He didn't, you know, he didn't use a letter opener, or anything, you know. Uh, But uh, I thought uh, we need people like that. I mean, because this is America, and uh, and uh, it just makes people want the 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 less fortunate see the possibilities of what uh, you know freedom can actually bring to them.
1: He far from 1897. To 1931, and when he died, I think in 1951, he was speeding his car and ran into a tree or something like that. But he was a bad dude. I mean, he—you're right—he tore the envelope up and then shoved the contents in your face. Exactly right. Yeah, he was. He As what Holly said, he was a bad man. Uh. <laughs> Okay, speaking of Muhammad Ali, the Sonny Liston thing, I talked to you about the Sonny Liston death and, and like that when we talked on the phone recently. And and people, people laugh when I bring this up, but this is what the police report said. And this is the way Johnny Taco and Davy Pearl explained the death scene to me of Sonny Liston, I believe it was 1971, around New Year's Eve, in his Las Vegas home. The door was locked from the inside. Sonny was nude on the bed, on top of the bed. The bed was made. He was nude on top of the bed with his with his uh draws down around his ankles. Now to me that sounds like, you know, he was having fun and he sort of came and went at the same time. But you know, here are these these heroin accusations and things like that and, and yet I've got Davy Pearl and Johnny Taco telling me he was the nicest guy in the world, he didn't do drugs, and then Larry Murchie telling me he was a total jerk in Philadelphia. Is 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 Sonny listen somewhere in between there?
3: I would imagine so. I mean it's like everybody, you know, I mean I've had people who've uh you know, told me that, uh, uh, Slidestone was, you know, was, uh, uh, egotistical and he was, uh, you know, a mean and, uh, angry kind of person and really, you know, uh, treated them bad. And I was like, well, I knew the guy for, you know, for 40 years and, and he never, ever did that to me. Or, you know, uh, even with Huey Newton, I grew up with Huey Newton. People, you know, you read about in the newspaper about certain things. And then, uh, you know, I was like, well, I never had a problem with the guy. So I think sometimes individuals, you know, Uh, you know, people have individual experiences. So I would imagine the same thing with Sonny. Listen, probably sometimes, you know, uh, some people, you know, may have caught him on a bad day or maybe they interpreted. Uh, his actions or his words in a certain way, and then other people, you know, thought he was just a big teddy bear. So, uh, who knows?
1: Well, Sly screwed me one time. I was at the Cow Palace in a Bill Graham concert. He came out, he sung one song, and he left. I wanted to take you higher, and he left the house anyway. That Sly Stone. I was there.
3: Hey, I, was, I was on stage for that one. I was. I was there. Yeah. <laughs> I was a little skinny kid with the, you know, with the little uh, uh, red, black, and. Uh, green hat on or
1: something like that. Yeah, we had the bell-bottoms back then. Now, Lenny, you're appearing at the Paramount Theater this Saturday with The Great Whispers. Talk to me about that. Hey, it's The Whispers, uh, 50th anniversary. Uh, They've been doing it for 50 years. I remember I was telling, uh, we did
3: a show back in um, Buffalo, New York uh, recently, and I was telling them, I said, yeah, uh, it doesn't seem like 50 years. I remember going to the showcase lounge and the sportsman's club over in Oakland and watching you guys, you guys perform. I think I was paying like a $10 a ticket. I think Scotty said, no, no, no. It was probably about more like five 50 or something like that, a ticket back in the day. But yeah, you know, they've been around a long time and, uh, you know, a great group of, and, and the guys that work for them. I mean, they, what a great organization. I mean, if you get a job at the whispers, as long as you show up and do your job, I mean, you can have that job for 30, 40 years, you know? So, um, Great, great singers and great people, and I'm just excited to uh, be on the show. You know, hey, you know, so it's going to be fun.
1: November 29th 2014, the Paramount Theater in Oakland, California, the place I saw James Brown. Get this, Lenny. When James, when Tower opened for James Brown, I went backstage with a couple of the boys, and, and in between uh, the acts, when the James was about to go on stage, they said, go back to your seat. Well, stupid me, no, no. Me, I, I being the guy that I am, I wanted to see James Brown, so I hung around backstage, and James Brown came out with this fur coat wrapped around him, and they put up the mirror, and he looked at his hair. His hair was cool, and he stepped out on stage. The godfather of soul, man. I'll never forget it. Lenny. Uh-huh.
3: Yeah, that was a, he was a hell of a heck of a man, right? And a great entertainer. Yeah, most definitely.
1: And one of the greatest entertainers in R&B history is on the line from Northern California, the great Lenny Williams appearing at the Paramount Theater, November 29th, Showtime, 8 p.m. with the Whisters Lenny, all the best. I'll see you next week. God bless you, man. Okay, most definitely. Watch out for the left hook. Ah, the left hook. My man, Lenny Williams. Of course, this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Am I celebrating a birthday? Yeah, I am. Ah, I won't tell you what year I was born in, but um, it wasn't the '80s. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. This is the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, the iHeart Radio Network, Sirius XM Satellite Radio, and American Forces Network. A
9: It's late. Your baby is flushed and congested. Do you go to the emergency room, Page your doctor hoping you hear back? No. You're out of refills and your doctor can't see you for two weeks. Do you go without? No. You've broken out in itchy hives and are running a fever, but you're traveling in miles from home. Do you suffer through it? No. You sign up with Doc on Call to make sure it doesn't happen again. Doc on Call will give you immediate access to board-certified physicians and registered nurses day or night with one-on-one video or phone consultations. All consultations are completely confidential and records are immediately transmitted to your physician. Doc on Call is a great backup plan because it allows Allows you to contact a doctor on a moment's notice. Now you can get convenient personal professional medical care whenever you need it. Call now to get started and have a doctor always on call for less than a dollar a day. With Doc On Call, your appointment is when you say it is. Call now 1 800 996 7722. Now that's 1 800 996 7722. 1 800 996 7722.
2: What we need in the United States is not division, what we need in the United States is not hatred, what we need in the United States is not violence and lawlessness, but is love and wisdom and compassion toward one another.
4: I do not run for the presidency merely to
2: oppose any man but to propose new policies. I run because I am convinced that this country is on a perilous course and because I have such strong feelings about what must be done and I feel that I am glad to do all that I can.
3: I've got to go because I've got thousands of fans waiting for me. I hope.
2: <laughs> Thank you very much. What I think is the, what I think is quite clear is, is that we can work together in the last analysis. And that what has been going on within the United States over the period of the last three years, the divisions, the violence, the disenchantment with our society, the divisions, whether it's between blacks and whites, between the poor and the more affluent, or between age groups or on the war in Vietnam, that we can start to work together. We are a great country, and a selfish country, and a compassionate country.
1: Fifty-one years later, and things aren't much different in the United States of America, the memory of John F. Kennedy slain, November twenty second, nineteen sixty three, in a coup d'état in Dallas, Texas. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking into the world of boxing. The next hour, we touch on the world of mixed martial arts right here on the Sports Byline broadcast, and of course, recapping Manny Pacquiao's runaway win, six knockouts over Chris Algieri. Algieri came in unbeaten, obviously left licked twenty and one now eight KOs, no power, no respect. Manny Pacquiao walked through his punches with no respect. Uh, You're going to get a Pacquiao win because Pacquiao can crack. And, of course, knocking him down six times made him look like a human basketball over there in Macau. Now, straight up, Terrence Crawford is going to be on HBO Boxing After Dark. The recognized world lightweight champion, 135 pounds, WBO title holder. He's going to take on Sugar Ray Beltran. Beltran got shied in a fight uh, with Ricky Burns about a year and a half ago in England for the WBO 135-pound title. That's why he's the mandatory challenger. Good fighter. A sparring partner type, sparring partner mentality, doesn't really, doesn't really have all the goods, not the complete package. He can fight, but Crawford's probably going to go in here about a two and a half, three to one favorite over Ray Beltran. Beltran, and a live underdog, but I expect Terrence Crawford to win that Boxing After Dark main event November 29th, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, 10 p.m. Pacific Time, unless you've got HBO alive all across the country, then you can get the Eastern feed on the West Coast. Straight up. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. I want to thank my producer, Scott Cuddy. I want to thank the great Larry Merchant. I want to thank the fabulous Lenny Williams. I want to wish him luck. Uh, November 29th, the Paramount Theater appearing with The Whispers in Oakland, California. I want to thank all my Ring Talk family of listeners, 29 plus years. Now, Make that. We are 30 years now of Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Of course, you're inside looking the world of boxing and mixed martial arts. See you soon.